This top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNBet.com and download app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SG. P. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Well, let's uh, let's pour. Hopefully LeBron is giving a a prayer for my beard. It's no longer (laughs) with us. Um, You know, a little pre little midsummer shedding maybe. Mm. But uh, not getting in the way of me talking fantasy football. No, right. And I figured, you know, we're talking best balls. Why not smoothen up the uh, the face look as well? Looking sharp. Thank you. Trimming your beard. Let it. Well, uh, you know. Well, now now the uh, continuity is going to be all off with people. People's minds will be blown because we're pre-taping this. Uh, <laughs> we're on vacation. We're knocking out some uh, fantasy football previews. Of course, it's part of a series. We already got our uh, top ten fantasy football tight ends up. Make sure you check that out. This, of course, is the top ten the football quarterbacks for twenty twenty one. Of course. Warning: You will be hearing some hot takes, and of, and I don't like to brag, but I you're listening to a guy who predicted Josh Allen number one fantasy football quarterback uh, in 2020. I'm looking at the numbers, I'm crunching them, and you know who it is? Josh Allen, number one fantasy football quarterback in 2020. So lock you that up. The number one most accurate fantasy projections guy when dealing with the number one quarterback from 2020. Yes. Well, and I did uh, really well in a lot of the best ball stuff. We weren't with underdog at the time. Uh, maybe I could have made a run because I had a ton of Josh Allen stacks. I was probably a little lower on Steph Diggs, but I was all in on Josh Allen. Um, you know, like I, like I said in 2020, but, and he would, he carried me in best ball. Like he was, he was one of my best bets. No, I mean, just the, the ceiling so high. It Just is that, that jo- Josh Allen. Amazing. But we got a lot of amazing quarterbacks to break down Ryan. And of course, while we're talking the national football league, you can bet it all over at win bet. That's right. W Y N N bet.com head over there today. Get your five hundred dollars free bet. Terms and conditions do apply over at winbet.com. They got it all, man. You want to get in some? You want to get? You want to get some sweet promos? They got it. involved in some sweet parlays. Winbet has you covered. Oh man, MLB, little NBA finals, whatever it is, and especially the NFL preseason. Get down on some of those player props. 
the WinBet app truly has it all. Can't say enough. All you got to do is go to winbet.com. W Y N N B E T dot C O M. If you want to win big, you got to do it with WinBet. W Y N N Bet.com. Let's get to it, Kramer. Top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks. My quarterback, man. Number 10. I'll let you have the honors, Ryan. Who's your number 10 quarterback? Uh, you warn people of the hot takes. You yes. should also make sure everyone's oh, sitting. Hot, hot, hot. Maybe not driving. Daniel Jones did not make my top ten. I'll get that out of the way. Wow, the ceiling is tremendous. I mean, his ceiling is Josh Allen. So let's not forget that. <laughs> let's not. Let's never forget that. My number ten. My guy, ceiling is Josh Allen. What's that mean? It means it, you can you make as up an some, NFL quarterback. Yeah, we have a no. similar ceiling. No, unlikely. Dude, I, I've Josh seen you, Allen. I've seen you throw a football, and I've seen Josh Allen throw a football, and I've seen Daniel Jones. He's no, the, I, I understand. You're 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 putting yourselves in. It, it, you're putting yourself into a tight situation when when he rises to the all rise success story. The culture is building. We'll get to it later, Sean. All well, right. That's my number guy. I'm looking at the the latest update. By the way, I'm having a lot of fun with the fantasy rank. The fact yeah. that I can constantly tweak them without having to do a whole spreadsheet thing. Oh, it's great. It's it's unnecessary because I've been making uh, just constant changes. And my number ten guy, I thought it was fitting that I include uh, you know one of our favorite team Ryan members mm. uh, in in the back end of the rankings here, uh, mainly to talk about him. Yes, you can you can tell me how, you know, it's hard to 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 see him doing it again. Arthur Smith was a big reason why blah blah blah. Look, when you look at guys last year who had absolutely astronomical ceilings, he falls into a very small group. And yes, sure, they do have Derrick Henry, they're going to want to run the ball a lot. They also have a dog shit defense. Yeah. They also have a dog, dog shit, shit division. Passing defense and Again, they could be in some shit show shootouts. Uh, so you add in a little Julio Jones, and you just have like grown ass men. This is the ultimate team that looks great coming off the bus. And then the last thing you sprinkle in with Mr. Tannehill, those legs, right? Sneaky ability to uh, run. Of course, he was a wide receiver at Texas A&M. But also a sneaky ability to find the end zone. So I think you, 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 we know you're going to love all the guys who can run. I think that's going to be the the theme for you this year is give me a guy who can use his legs. Yeah. And I think Hill gives you enough of a ceiling just with the arm, with the talent around him, with the defense, the ingredients on the team. Bad decision, as you point out, to then also add in a little bit of that running upside, a little bit of the he's a bigger dude who can find the end zone upside. So, uh, He's kind of in a tier with a bunch of other guys. I will say I left Dakota Prescott off the list. Oh, which, he's also not on my list, right? You know, obviously we're being a little bit of the anti cowboy slander because Dak does fit some of those areas. But what will, what I will say is I don't know if he's going to have the same rushing bonus, that rushing bump. And so if you're telling to take a Dakota rain Prescott coming off an injury and talk about him in my top 10 quarterbacks, no, thank you. I mean, he's going like fifth or sixth, uh, Maybe seven consensus. So we're not taking it. But anyway, Ryan Tannehill, uh, kind of in a mess with some other quarterbacks, but I do like his ups. I think his ceiling is one of the more appealing kind of, you know, mid tier quarterbacks. 
I'm also high on Ryan Tannehill. I'm actually higher, noticeably <laughs> higher than you and the market on Ryan Tannehill. He's I feel probably like, one of my hotter takes. Okay, because uh, here, here's a question. For I you, love Ryan. when I come in. I'm much higher than the market on Tannehill as well. But yours just like six gear. Let's fucking go. Long Cox. Who had more rushing touchdowns in 2020, Lamar Jackson or Ryan yeah, Tannehill? No, I mean I think that's one of the areas. Well, maybe what's you, the what's the answer? It's Ryan Tannehill. No, it's a tie. Oh. They, but they both had seven. That's okay. The, and I mean, watching those, he, they don't have uh, obviously near the goal line. They'll give it to Derrick Henry, but him putting it in, he is a QB sneak guy. That matters in these in these rankings, whether or not you're a QB sneak guy. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm super high on Tannehill. I'll add a couple of points when we get to him on my rankings. But my number ten fantasy football quarterback for this year, rookie out of the Ohio State, Justin Fields. Mm. There's always one uh, rookie quarterback mm. who finds his way it's into trash. the top ten football rankings. Last year, it was Justin Herbert. This year, I, I think it's gonna be Justin Fields. Mitch Trubisky had 19.2 fantasy points per game. You put in Justin Fields in a similar situation with a much higher skill set, um, and and I think much like Jalen Hurts, who we'll get to much later in the podcast, at least for me. He's a guy who's going to be able to run and he's got a big body and he can take a bunch of shots. He's a guy who's going to crack the top 10 for me fantasy. Cause I think he's going to be a willing runner when he gets his shot, which I think will be early on in the season. Can I, can I just like, this is where I would bring up just one little point. You didn't at all have any concern about his ability to find the field. And I know you're going to say, well, it's Andy Dalton. Yeah. Okay. This guy was dropping for a reason. And specifically, if his debilitation, as his his debilitating trait was he wasn't good on the whiteboard, he wasn't good diagnosing plays, he wasn't an on the field uh, dynamo uh, between the ears. Then, I, <clears throat> not to shit on your pick, I'm higher than market on him too. I like the idea of what he could, but I, I do think the Bears are still going to sport a pretty decent defense, and I do think there's a legitimate chance that he struggles to find the field because he doesn't have it between the ears. So, uh. I think you would be stupid to not end up with some Justin Fields in best ball. But if you're telling me putting him at number 10 tells yep. me you would want to, you would week one, take him, uh, you would draft him now in season long to be your week one starter. And I think Vegas is telling you you're wrong right now. Cause they still, still the favorite. To, yeah, to get those I, I think, I think he'll start a couple games uh, early on. Again, this is a 17 game season, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Breaking First news. of many times you'll be telling me it's a 17 game Breaking season. news. Andy Dalton has ugly OTA practice while Justin Fields shines. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna pop in a big way. The the team staff on a very, very hot, hot seat. Yeah. So they can say they're gonna keep Andy Dalton, they're gonna say they're gonna stick with Andy Dalton. But any sort of slight mishap by Andy Dalton. AK prime time against the Rams defense week one, Justin Fields is coming through. Uh, and I'll say this. I do think you're going to, you could potentially find out because I'm with you. If he's not on the field week one, he must really be dumb because that's all no, it can I, be. I think they could give him. I think they could give Dalton the week one because they said Dalton so he was can be the, the savior. And just yeah. I, I think it's, I think, I mean, we both agree. Andy Dalton is playing with a so, short leash, right? Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm not ra- ranking him low because I think he's not going to get a couple games early in the season. Because I think if you like him, his per game points down the stretch could be big. Yeah. I'm saying that I think the staff is going to want to put him on the field, and I don't know if he's going to be ready. And you know, I 
if there was a quarterback who I'd bet money, real money right now to say like he might look incredibly overmatched when he steps on the field for the first time, it's Justin Fields. But you the the way around that is running the football. I don't think he's going to look amazing passing, but I think he's going to run the ball a ton. And you, know, you have to stay, be competent enough. And I'm, I'm worried that he's on another limit. People were said the same thing about Jalen hurts. If you remember a little bit and Jalen hurts came out and showed like it, at a minimum, maybe it was smart coaching. Well, and, and I think at I, a minimum, he was making smart decisions on the field for the most part. And I think it's probably a similar comparison, but one they, he doesn't have to dethrone Carson Wentz, who was very entrenched in that starting role in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and two, um, yeah, I, I think they can prepare him, and he will be ready to go and and ready to run and yeah, rely no, on his legs. Again, I'm gonna have shares of him. I just find it interesting that no one is mentioning that he has to overcome a starter. No one is mentioning the horrible oh. offensive line. There's a lot, like there's a lot of reasons to not look. I'm high on Allen Robinson. I get it. I like Justin Fields. I'm just saying, I don't know if I'm drafting him to be my starter. Uh, and I think horrible O line. Again, as we're talking strictly fantasy, there's a world where that helps yeah. you because you're forced to run How'd that more work than out you for would. Joe Burrow. I'm just uh, saying, like, well, it, Burrow isn't uh, Burrow isn't the running quarterback that Justin Fields is. I, I know. I'm just saying. I don't want it, to. It's not like it's a positive to have a poor offensive line. Number nine. This. I mean, I don't know where to put him. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he, I also have met number nine. Yeah, he's got. I think we probably have the same logic. Then he's got to be in the top ten. Uh, probably like he might be in like a slight notch up from Ryan Tannehill to me in terms of the last guy, like I feel good about, and maybe he is in that tier because I still don't know if he's going to be starting, but if he is, he's obviously going to be value. And I wanted to make sure my rankings put him in a spot where I can draft him. Well, and, and apparently he has some crazy opt out clause uh, in his contract that he can uh, pull the trigger on and completely opt out of the season without having to give back some of that money. I still just don't see that happening oh, really? at all. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, you would have to make it very soon. So actually probably while you're listening to this, it would have already happened if he's going to completely opt out, which <laughs> would be an Aaron Rodgers move. I don't see it happening. I still think he's going to try and force their hand up to training camp, even up to like missing a game or two. And again, that's why I have him at number nine. I still think it's going to be wherever he ends up playing. I'm, I still think he plays for the Packers. I still think he's going to be in FU mode. I, I don't think that 48 touchdowns that he had is a number he's going to hit again, no. but I still think it's going to be high thirties. Um, so yeah, I mean, number nine sounds about right for me. And I think if you're playing like the either or game with these quarterbacks, once you get down here, you start having guys like Tom Brady in that conversation where it's like, do you, do you really want to Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's maybe an interesting one, but once you go higher yeah, for Brady me, was seventh last oh. year in fantasy points. Yeah. And, Bra- and and by you look at that team, they don't seem to give a shit about running the ball. They don't seem to have the players that can run the ball. They're still trying to trot out my favorite guy, Ronald Jones and Rojo. It, but anyway, let's, let's move on. So that was nine. This is eight. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I assume I'm higher than market, but Jalen hurts. Uh, where where is he landing for most people? Because I I, yeah, I no you probably have him right at consensus. He's he's right at consensus because I feel like had I drafted him true to my rankings, having him in the and I think I have him somewhere in the eighties, eighty to ninety range overall. I feel like I can get him every time. So you know he's going in what the eighth round typically. So I I think he's even lower than that. Uh, and again, there's the obvious risk of we don't know we don't know what the offense is going to look like. We don't know if it's going to take to Jalen hurts. Uh, we don't know if Jalen hurts can be an NFL quarterback, but assuming he can, 
And I guess maybe I didn't quite give Justin Fields the same level of fairness because I've seen Jalen Hurts late in NFL games. Uh, I think the defense that surrounds him gives him an opportunity to really hit all of the points you said about Justin Fields in terms of having a massive rushing uh, upside, having talent around him. And so I, I like, you know, Jalen Hurts here. This starts the tier of like the guys who, if I if I want to end up with a quarterback I can trust, I feel like it's my top eight guys. And so I wanted to make sure Jalen Hurts is there because he does have a super high ceiling. There is a version mm. of this uh, that he does, Ryan. That he does. But it's not because the Eagles turn out to be a good team. It's because they're they're a team that's in a lot of shootouts because their defense has given up the ball. And and Jalen Hurts had the, like the weapons around him work and the offensive system works. Uh, so I do think the world is relatively low on Eagles with the exception of Devonte Smith. I think he's, he's probably going a bit higher, but everyone else, it seems like we're lower than we should be on the Eagles. So there, uh, and uh, I have a, obviously a litany of uh, Justin uh, or Jalen hurts stuff to get to, but Freudian slip there. Well, I was about to read my number eight, Justin Herbert, but mm-hmm. um, the Eagles offensive line being completely healthy is a huge difference between these two teams. And uh, you know, I, I, I mean, from the team from 2020 and the team from 2021, I, I think that's going to be, be a massive uh, difference as far as like helping them complete passes um, and, and the screen game as well. So I, I think he's have, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to be on the field and to throw passes in the offense. I like, and I like the fact that you're probably going to get to learn a lot week one against those Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, which yeah, if he can't, if he doesn't have a good game to Atlanta, that's certainly a troubling sign. Justin Herbert is my number eight, slightly worried about him having to learn a new style accounts. He's, you know, OTA Herbert, the perfectionist little uh, cap there. The one thing that kind of scares me is, uh, is uh, his fantasy points with Eckler involved really drop. Um, I think it was like 21.4 overall. Uh, but before week 12, when Eckler came back, it was 29.2. And that's when Eckler came back from injury. So that's something I'm kind of keeping an eye on. I, I guess it was just basically that he wasn't as aggressive pushing the ball downfield. Cause he had that easy stuff with Eckler. Hopefully they go back to unleashing the can that is air Haber, um, AKA Justin Herbert. But I mean, he's a fun kid to watch. You're so into soccer. You're just dropping uh, French pronunciations on everything. <laughs> and you know, he came off a, a year year as number eight. I, I'm running him back at number eight, 30 touchdowns. He also sneakily is a QB is a QB sneak guy as well. Five rushing touchdowns. I think that makes sense for him again. Um, so yeah, I, I think eight um, should be uh, lands again. You know, he had some super hot weeks. Maybe he's able to get back to that. But yeah, I, I I'm super high on Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I've I've seen some some outlets uh, talk about his strength of schedule against as being a tougher schedule. But like, even when I just look in the division, I see I see four games right away where I'm just like, God damn, I can't wait to. Yeah, I would love to have him to start those weeks. Uh, I'm higher on Herbert, so we can wait to talk about him more. Um, but I think. You know, like you said, he was eight last year, and I think you know we, we heard a nugget earlier in the off season about how maybe he was really good under pressure, and that's maybe set to regress. Uh, I think there's a lot of variables here, but the one variable that isn't maybe is more of a constant is we saw what he did last year in a COVID year, yeah, in a situation where he wasn't supposed to be the guy. No, I mean that so whole weird off season. Dudes are just gamers, yeah. And 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 they pass the eye test and in everything you say about Tua, 
Herbert was the opposite last yes. year, right? Like he was, he the, knew the playbook. He stepped up when he had his shot and he didn't look like hot shit. And, and the play that like I think about is that play where he ran, like he ran it around the edge, lowered his shoulder and dove for the pylon. I think it was. And at uh, that I mean, moment, that, that, you're that like game against the bucks. I mean, looking back on it now, especially when the bucks super yeah. bowl champs, like he was just unloading on that really good defense, even with a ton of well, pressure that to me is the most if I'm a Chargers fan, the most exciting thing is the way he handles pressure. And apparently, yeah. according to the nerds, that's not something that you can do year after year. But I, I mean, it's hard to s- to me. Herbert is you know, the ultimate eye test guy. You know what though? I I think I think there is additional con. And you know what? He's my number five. Finish talking about him now. But there is additional context needed when talking about people's ability to play in pressure situations. Because I would be willing to bet. That yes, when you normalize this data over all quarterbacks in the NFL, absolutely pressure. You you perform well under pressure. You're probably going to regress towards the mean. But certain guys, and this is where you know maybe it, it's important to have a little in your handicapping process. Yeah. Certain guys just look like they have it right. Like you know you say uh, Daniel Jones looks like he's completely unaware of everything yes. around him, which Josh Allen has a little of too, which is terrifying when you're watching it. Right, like this is this. You, you, he doesn't see behind you. Then there's guys like Russell Wilson, uh, who it's just like, yeah, give that guy the fucking ball eyes in the back of their head. And what Herbert showed us is he airs more on the side of the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilson DNA who, you know, maybe it's a, it's a sixth sense. Maybe it, this is evolution of humans. We're speaking about here, but <laughs> I'm willing to, I love that humans are evolving to pick up uh blindside pressure. That's like one of the traits we're developing as a society. Well, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah. That if you, I mean, again, being aware, right? Sixth sense, being aware of what's around you. This is like real shit. Go, you know, when you want to have fun on YouTube, go for it. But I think Herbert, I love the upside, and for that reason, I'm going to bump him up to five. Yeah, maybe, maybe eight's a little low on. Uh, Plays the Raiders and the Chiefs twice. That's that's true, and that's certainly why I want to have some more shares of Herbert. He's definitely on my uh, guys. I need more of on the best ball draft lift list. We're talking, we're talking value here, getting ahead of the market, drafting these guys low when they have huge ceilings. You can be doing the same thing over at propswap.com. Of course, use that promo code SGP PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. That's right. PropSwap. They're all about getting the best odds. We've all had a, you take a trip to Vegas. Maybe you're out there signing up week one for the circuit millions. Uh, you know, you lay some futures uh, bets out there. All of a sudden they're looking pretty good. You got a hundred and ten to one. You want to hedge. Now let's say you don't live in Vegas or somewhere where you could sell the sports book ticket Enter prop swap. You can buy and sell the sports tickets. Uh, it's pretty easy to use, man. Just go to propswap.com, use that promo code SGP, get a sweet deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. It's just that easy. But again, like let's say you're sitting on a hundred to one and you're getting a little antsy, you want to sell it out for a guaranteed profit of fifty to one. Why not do that? Guarantee yourself a nice payday. Walk away with it. And on the other end, uh, you know, it's all about finding value. So if you see the guy listing a hundred to one ticket. Uh, maybe it's priced now in the marketplace at 50 to one. Hey, offer him 40 to one. You can bid lower on propswap.com. Maybe he'll take, th- uh, maybe he'll, maybe he needs the cash. He'll take it. Just go to propswap.com, promo code SGP to get involved over there. Kramer, we are back on our list. 
talking fantasy football quarterbacks. Uh, you're on your seventh quarterback. I am. And real quick, the last thing I, I meant to throw this out because I did the work to grab the number, but 16 yards a game is what Herbert averaged on the ground. Yeah, which is not nothing. He ate not, little, uh, little, a little legs to him. All right, number seven. Uh, this is probably more just a statement on my uh, opinion of what this is going to do, and the fact that the market's low on him. But give me Matty Stafford. Matt Stafford did not make my top ten list. I, I'm I'm okay with that, and I and I like. Could could you argue with me that the the ceiling that some of the the, the running guys like Jalen Hurts are higher eleven for me for what it's worth? But I just love. I mean, Jared Goff put up plenty of QB one games in this offense. With the same exact weapons around him, the, that's a strong. That's that's the angle you're looking to now, build on, Matt Stafford. Say what you will about Matt Stafford, but based on what I've heard, people who reported on him, mm. played with him, coached him, uh, and and honestly, after Aaron Rodgers showed us he couldn't chug a beer, what did he do? Immediately show the world he could chug a fucking beer. All right, those are those are four big check marks that we got to get our shit going. That he's a gamer and. Now I certainly watched him have games in Detroit with shit around him. And we all agree that Detroit is one of the shittiest franchises the NFL has ever seen. Now there is a version of this where his environment went from an F minus to an a plus. He now has professional receivers everywhere. You can see a young running back who looked like he could be a bell cow. And one of the, you know, smartest close to us. One of the smartest coaches who's going to put the team in the best position. Hence why Jared Goff was successful. So all of those ingredients, and I find it hard leaving him outside the top 10, because I think you would have a hard time telling me or arguing with anyone that the Rams aren't going to be a top five offense in the NFC, a top 10 offense overall. Like that seems like a a real hot take. And so when you look at how this offense is going to be successful, sure. They're going to run the ball. But this is a team that's going to put up points because Sean McVay understands the importance of getting out and getting up on teams. And I think when I've, I, I don't wish to admit this, but I've listened to a little podcast he does. He's kind of a, a hard guy to listen to. But I, I hear a guy. He's like a millennial Madden. It dude, just doesn't work. The number one thing he's like irked by is situations where he had a lead and he gave it up. And a lot of times he's mentioned this, the idea of changing your philosophy based on the situation in the game. And so I think going out and getting Maddie Stafford is because when he goes up, he doesn't have to feel like he needs to get conservative because Jared Goff is his fucking quarterback. And so I think we're going to see this Rams team uh, put up a lot of points this year. I think Matt Stafford, I, I love Robert Woods. I love Cooper cup. Uh, you know, I love Tyler Higby. If you've already caught the tight end episode. So give me Matt Stafford. I mean, the, the cases against Matt Stafford. And again, I'm just slightly lower. I got him at 11 right now. Um, I, I just think one, anytime you're putting together a dream team, always a bit of a red flag uh, for me. And why then, is it a dream team though? Well, cause it's like, you're, well, I guess you're bringing a name quarterback uh, in free agency, new system, whatever. Yeah. The comparison I guess would be Tom Brady. To me, Matt Stafford is no Tom Brady. To me, Matt Stafford uh, had some great games and great numbers in a dome playing from behind. And I realize he's also going to a dome, but playing from behind uh, playing in garbage time, a bunch. Like, I think that really padded Matt Stafford's numbers. We've never seen Matt Stafford be successful under pressure. Now it is the Los Angeles market. So there can only be so much pressure, but 
People are talking about the Rams as a Super Bowl contender, NFC contender. Jared Goff won a playoff game. So for him to have a better season than Jared Goff, he's got to get yeah. to the NFC Championship game. That is a, an intense that's an intense amount of pressure and I don't know if Matt Stafford has it in him. That's my argument against him. And yeah, again, I, mean, I don't think he's completely fail. I just think we're setting the bar so high for Matt Stafford and I'm not quite there with him. Uh, I I think what we would have said last year is boy this Rams team if they could they could only get a quarterback. Right. And, uh, and I I I still hold that to be true. I think Stafford's a slight upgrade but not a massive upgrade off of Jared Goff. I'll say this. Uh you want to talk about him dealing with pressure pressure him having to opt into pressure. He didn't choose to go to the Detroit Lions. You agree with that, right? He was drafted yes. to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. All right, but well, as a kid out of Texas, he chose to come to SEC country and play for Georgia. That tells me he wanted a harder path. You you don't kids coming from Texas to play in the SEC are doing so because they want a they want the challenge. They're not playing in the Big Twelve. They're not going out west to play in the play in the Pac twelve. So, or back then the Pac twelve. So you know step back off my guy. But yeah, I I love the ceiling on him. Like honestly, if Matt Stafford's the number one quarterback when we're all said and done here, that wouldn't be crazy. Twelve seasons, zero playoff wins. To me, he's not a gamer. My number seven. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't think that's a fair critique of Matt yeah, Stafford? He was on the Lions the entire time, right? And if you're on a bad team and you're a quarterback, you make that team good enough to get a playoff win. Yeah, they got in. They got in there with him, which is pretty impressive. Not something to trust. One season all. out of twelve years. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not jumping. I, I think I, that's a. He's if we had this conversation before the trade, you would love the situation for Matt Stafford, and I think you're you're souring on it for for. An, for unknown air reasons. Okay. I I I think Matt Stafford's a bit overrated. I mean, I think he was fine fantasy-wise in Detroit. Again, playing in garbage time from behind. I think the fact that like you said, they're going to be playing with a lead, that there there's massive expectations that essentially he has to get to the NFC Championship or the season's a failure, I think is a ton of pressure for him. All right. Number 7 quarterback for me, Patrick Mahomes. Again, uh, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> come on. I have him number seven. Aww. Where do you have him? Uh, higher than number seven. Okay, I think there's going to be a slight downgrade in his passing touchdowns. He doesn't give you the the rushing upside that he had in previous years. He only had um, two rushing touchdowns, 308 yards. I think he's going to have a good year. I I don't think seven here is a shot uh, at Patrick Mahomes. I just think there's six quarterbacks again. The the fact that we see, you know, looking at last year's list, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, uh, Aaron Rodgers got up there because he had 48 passing touchdowns. I don't see a 45 for for me for Mahomes to be a top three quarterback. He's got to have 45 plus passing touchdowns, and I just don't. I I think he's going to have a good year. I just don't think he's going to get. I mean, like Justin Herbert uh, threw for 30. I mean, you know. I think he's going to have a similar stat line to Tom Brady last year. 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, three rushing touchdowns. I think that's I to me my projections have him low 40s passing touchdowns and if he's not giving you much rushing, I can't put him in the top 5. I think I mean I think the difference is the the the, the arm talent ceiling maybe. I mean he's my number 3. So Okay. 
But I, I think the other thing that you're you're essentially outlying is that you're never going to stack Patrick Mahomes in a best ball. With no, I, I I will throw a couple darts on Patrick Mahomes because he does have that crazy random high ceiling where he does get you that fifty plus passing touchdown year. I don't think twenty twenty one is going to be that year, but yeah, in a best ball, I'm, I have a couple stacks. No, I'm it. just saying, like if you put it, if you rank him that low, it's going to be very hard to ever draft him. Because you're going to be taking him so high above where you feel like he's ranked. That's all I'm saying. So uh, yeah, I guess that. No, I mean, and yeah, sometimes I'll do a best ball draft where I don't use my exact rankings. But you're out on. You're completely out on him in season long then. No, I mean, I probably won't end up drafting him because him in the second round or wherever he's going to go, yeah. I'm probably not going to draft him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, the reason he's three. And uh, and and he's not in the in in the one or the two spot is simply you know partially like you discussed he's not necessarily going to get anything with his legs but more so I just think we're seeing some guys who are showing that they can do it with their arms and their legs and they can do it with their legs in a way that we the league really hasn't ever seen before just from a sheer volume so I still think it's hard with that Andy Reid offense and the weapons around him though to to put him much lower than that. Who's your, who's your number six? Number six, it's uh, Mr. Unlimited. Uh, I also have number six. Let's just remind, and, and I, I almost feel like maybe he should go above Herbert, who's my number five. But Wilson, at I mean, simply put, thirty touchdowns is a lock. He's locked in for thirty touchdowns. You've given people a lot of reason to believe. Uh, you read read reports. Maybe they're going to let Russ cook again. Well, and it's a it's a hybrid of letting Russ cook because the more I, I was a lean, little cooking lean me. Yeah, exactly. I was a little out on Russell Wilson then doing more of the work. The offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, who coming over from the Rams. Sounds like they're gonna bring the the quick passing game, which is good for his completion percentage, good for yards after the catch guy, like a DK Metcalf who can get some easy stuff, run after the catch. Even good for Gerald Everett because he has a history uh with Everett. I know you're out on him, but um you know, much I'm not like, out on Everett. I'm just much like last year, where Russell Wilson was higher ranked in fantasy, uh, ended up getting more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes, just slightly. I think a similar scenario here in 2021. Um, he started out insanely hot and then cooled off. I was originally worried that they were going to let go run heavy, and Chris Carson was going to be a huge part of it. But it sounds like they are. This new OC is going to let them pass. I think his season is going to be a little bit more balanced. Where like last year, Russell Wilson, like those first five games, he was winning like DraftKings Millie Makers, and then cooled off super bad in the second half of the season. I think it's going to be a more even season for Russell Wilson fantasy wise, which is why he'll end up in a similar spot. He was number five last year. I got him number six this year with you. So I, I, I'm still pretty high on Russell Wilson. All things. Uh, being equal. And part of what I think bakes into this ranking is the fact that he plays 16 games. And, and like, you know, we're seeing that more and more. Like, these guys are, you know, a little bit more fragile. And, and you might miss Russell a game. Russell Wilson or two. never missed a start. So I, I think it helps to, ha- you know, granted, he looks like he's wearing a like concrete armor out there and he can't quite move as well <laughs> as he used to. Yeah, it's hard to not put him up there, right? Like, as long as that dude's, like, he's still like, if you ask the ask me the question, like, I got to start a team, I get like, there's a lot of fun guys to pick, even Patrick Mahomes, but like, it's hard not say Russell Wilson. Yeah. So number five for me was Mr. Justin Herbert, who I I think the upside and who knows maybe also getting a little Rams love uh, in form of new head coach, maybe he brings mm. over some of the similar philosophies. 
But uh, yeah, again, my five was Herbert. We talked about him at length. I, I love the upside, and and you know, all the way back to the uh, college football tournament. Shout out to the Sims. That arm talent is undeniable. Oh, no, it's Sean. legit. He's who's got your, a cannon. Who's your five? I'm going uh, number five, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I think people, and again, he's on my list of guys that maybe I wish I have more share of shares of in best ball. Oh yeah. He finished number ten last yep. year. Everyone drafted him number one, so I think the market is completely out on Lamar Jackson. But he still had 1,000 yards rushing, 26 <laughs> 26 touchdowns on nine interceptions. I think we're not. We might not get to that a thousand uh, rush yard mark, but I'm optimistic that they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. I, I I think they realize that for them to be successful long term, and he talked about how they were going to try and do that last year. They didn't really get to it. I do deep think ball baby, right? I do think Harbaugh is committed to trying to get something going with the deep ball. They brought in some more receivers. They were dead last in pass attempts uh, last year, twenty five point nine. If we can get that up to like thirty attempts per game, uh, even twenty eight, twenty nine, get him a couple more passing touchdowns. I think the fifth spot going from ten to five for Lamar Jackson makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't disagree, Sean. My number my number four, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh, number four, and I think. I, I, Here's what I'll say about, and this is more of a gut because, like, the offense is going to put him in position to score. His game, his style of game, they're going to score. Like, he's a quarterback that's going to put up points. Reason I have him at four is I think I think we saw a high amount of luck last year in terms of his high variance play working out for him. We even in games we watched that we had action on, we're like, how has he not lost the game yet? Or in the games where he lost the game and then somehow won it back. Two things I think. One, I, I, it's hard for me to see him go through too many more seasons without getting hurt, missing games. So I do that. I put a higher injury risk on him than most. But I, I think the other side of it is I think if he's if this team and this offensive staff is smart, they are in there. They're 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 self scouting and they're showing Josh Allen all of these things that he does that put him in a higher risk. Now. There's two versions, right? You either let the guy be the guy, and that's part of what makes him the guy, or you try to dial him back. And I think either way, I, again, his ceiling is still number one quarterback with what he can do. I just think we everything kind of fl- right for the Bills last year, and I know he was even banged up for games, but it felt like you got everything that you needed to get out of Josh Allen. We saw those massive big the big games. We saw him get it done even when he wasn't doing it through the air. He can do it a lot of ways. I just the guys I have over him. If I'm drafting right now, this is my top tier. These top four guys, they're mostly interchangeable. Um, if I'm looking to play, uh, you know, a strong quarterback team, I, I might take the guy who's last available. Now, Josh Allen being drafted where he is, I'm not. Go- I I'm not going to end up with as much Josh Allen as I think I would like. Now, if I get digs, does he become a priority and I bump him up a little bit? Absolutely. But Josh Allen, number four, uh, if you put him at third or second uh, or even first, I don't think I can argue with you too much. Yeah, I, I got him all the way. Uh, I got him up a little bit. And uh, I guess will Sean predict Josh Allen's fantasy football <laughs> final ranking again? I, well, that that would be a fun bet. My number four guy is the Kai God himself, Kyler Murray. I think looking at him, he, we did see when he got that shoulder injury, he wasn't as impactful as a runner. Yeah. Um. And and so I predicting again, it's always tough with injury and health. And honestly, like you should just 
look at every quarterback passing yard prop. It's not fun. And just bet the under on all yeah. on all 32 because of between injury and whatever else happens. Like you're, you're, I mean, I feel like four or five starting quarterbacks are done for the year. Just to begin with, you win those automatically. You're looking pretty good, but Kyler Murray is first eight games, uh, 67.9 rush yards on nine and a half attempts per game. And then it dipped down basically after the shoulder injury, 39 rush yards and 7.9 attempts per game. That really was the big difference in a fantasy uh, perspective. He went from 33.2 fantasy points per game all the way down to 23.1. So I think he's going to rush slightly less, but I, I think it will be balanced out. He only had 26 passing touchdowns, which I, I think is kind of low. And again, you talk about teams with bad defenses, they play in a dome. I, I think, uh, I, I think he's going to get at least 30 uh, this season. So I think he's going to maybe not run quite as much. Uh, maybe split the difference between what you saw in the first eight and the last seven uh, games wise. And number four makes sense for me for uh, Kyler there. Yeah. And I'll I'll just talk about him because I got him at number two. Um, But I I think the more, the more I went through the process, the more I found myself just uh, having irrational hate towards a guy. Like there's nothing that will prevent this. There's no version of this Cardinals team short of him getting hurt. That that doesn't see him score. I mean, I think he averaged over the course of the season twenty four and change. He was he was the I think it was Josh Allen and then Patrick Mahomes and then Kyler Murray on yeah a eleven per, eleven rushing touchdowns for Kyler last year on a per game basis. Uh, he was third, and it does feel like we're we're going to see more, right? DeAndre Hopkins, they got an off season, right? We don't love Cliff Kingsbury. But I, I think you know, and, and I'm actually a little concerned that the defense might actually be competent. But assuming they can, they can have enough uh, of a shootout game and, and enough just like we've seen it. Right, Kyler's like a, a, the ultimate player empowerment guy in the sense that he he reminds me of the NBA. You watch that all game, and then when it matters at the end, boom, 80 yard drive, no problem. So honestly, he's here. He's at number two for me because he he's the only guy on this list that can compete with Lamar Jackson and and put up you know, four figure rushing seasons. And I would even go as far to say like him scoring uh, that many touchdowns on the ground. Like there, there's no need to say regression in his case because of what he offers on the ground. It's just a slight different breed. It's not Jalen hurts. It's not Justin Fields. Like there's something a little bit different with the way that Kyler deploys his legs. Kyler, like a cheerleader, you know. Yeah, he's got that. I can't nice believe I got him number two. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, come on, Ryan. We're supposed to hate specific guys. Kyler Murray <laughs> being one of them. Of course, we're doing a ton of these underdog live uh, best ball mania two drafts, uh, and they're so much fun. If you haven't signed up for Underdog Fantasy yet, I don't know what you're doing. You use that promo code SGPN, you get a free twenty five dollars. Highly recommend taking that twenty five dollars, using it as a free and best ball mania two. Uh, again, best ball, the best way to play fantasy. You just draft the players every week. They give you your best lineups. You don't have to manage the team. You don't have to scour the waiver wire. You don't have to be in some dumb group text with your cousin. Very easy to use. Twenty five bucks. You can crank them out left and right. Don't mock draft ever again. Just uh, you know, throw out twenty five bucks. Maybe you win a million bucks. If not, there's plenty of other prizes and uh, plenty of other games over at UnderdogFantasy.com. But make sure you use that pro- SGPN for free twenty five dollar entry into the Best Ball Mania Two contest for your chance to win one million bucks. Let's go, baby. My number three quarterback, Ryan. And you're gonna give me shit, but Ryan Tannehill. Oh, bit wow. of a hot take. 
But again, I think the rushing touchdowns going to be there. There's some concern of Arthur Smith uh, leaving the building, but the guy they have taking over uh, is the you know a guy that's been in the building the entire time. So ideally, he knows uh, what to do. Now I'm still. <laughs> I, I hope so. Like scheme wise, they're going to run the same stuff that worked. You bring in Julio Jones. I, I can't imagine that doesn't help a quarterback. Uh, having Julio Jones, are you kidding me? And then he still has Terry Henry, who is just like a machine. Um, and, and maybe he even steals a couple of rushing touchdowns away from Derrick Henry if Derrick Henry gets nicked up. Uh, again, Tannehill not afraid to run a boot, not afraid to put it in near the goal line, goal line sneak guy. So again, the rushing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. It'll probably dip a little bit, but there's a world where he. I mean, he gets you seven again and more passing touchdowns. I I'm really high on this Titans team. The more I look at them uh, and again, they still have some issues on the back end defensively wise. Like if you, if we were to pick a team, you expected to be involved in a lot of shootouts, the Tennessee Titans would be right up there. I mean, we saw them. There was a nice streak last year where they, the Tannehill stack was involved in a number of Millie makers. So multiple st- like double stacks, even, you know, yeah, like- and I expect a lot of that momentum that they had in the second half of the season to bleed into this season. So give me Ryan Tannehill. I know it's controversial, but Ryan Tannehill, number three controversial. I mean, finished seventh on a per game basis last year. So yeah, and uh, is it that controversial? I, I, to I me, mean, I feel like when this episode drops, people will be making fun of me for making Ryan Tannehill the third fantasy football quarterback. I feel like I will get some heat for that, Ryan. I'm, I'm prepared to stay in the pocket and deliver. But I'm just saying, I could see myself getting some crap for it. Yeah, maybe. I feel like people will be more disgruntled with your Patrick Mahomes seven than Ryan Tannehill. Three. Well, one guy in particular, the Chiefs fan, will be. But is that I I don't I didn't even think that Patrick Mahomes take was that crazy. He finished sixth last year. To me, making him seventh isn't insane. No, no, yeah, of course. When you look I wasn't at, trying to when make, you look at a single year result, I think I guess just coming into a season, it's 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 Patrick Mahomes. He's clearly the the guy and he's on he's in like an optimal offense with Andy Reid. So I guess But didn't isn't that what he was last year? Yeah, and he got I mean, hurt there, for. Yeah, I, I, no, he he played 15 games, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions, 308 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Again, that the only reason I don't have him higher is because uh, I I don't see him getting more rushing touchdowns than two. I don't see him getting no, no, I, I more you, rushing yards. I'll just say this: he did. He still was the top quarterback last year per game in points. So well, I I don't know what you're looking at stat wise because I have it. Josh Allen 29.1. Um. Yeah, Josh Allen's fantasy f- points per game. Yeah, I'm I'm using the same platform we put our rankings in, and I, I'm 25.3 for Patrick Mahomes, 25.32 for Allen. So it, they're right there, neck and neck. 405 overall. Yeah, and and Mahomes has gotten nicked up a couple times and no, missed no, some I'm, games. I'm, so. I'm just saying, like the the point being that Mahomes. You know, if you're if you're applying like, oh, how many how many times we play this simulation, will Patrick Mahomes be the number seven, seven quarterback? I think that happens less than Tannehill being quarterback. Yeah, I'm not a fucking simulation, Ryan. I'm but not. If you want, if why you are want, you coming at me? I'm telling you what people are going to be mad about. I don't think they're going to be mad about Tannehill. If you want, you're so hot take right now. You no, just want to spew fire everywhere. No, the, the Patrick Mahomes number seven wasn't a hot take. If you want me to move him up to six <laughs> to make you feel better, I will. Hey, right? You're not making me feel better. Oh, okay. I'm. You who's, asked me who's your number two quarterback. It was, 
three was Mahomes, uh, two was Kyler. We both talked about yeah. them. So, uh, are you on number two then? Yeah, my number two, right. Josh. Not quite number one, but um, kind of number one in your heart. That's why you put. I, in there. I, I like Josh Allen. Yeah, not not much to like, I, or not much not to like. I, I still think like Josh Allen is their goal line back. I mean, have they really done? It, I, and, and and I would have maybe moved Josh Allen down a few if they would have drafted a running back in the first round. If they would have got a Travis ETN, mm. which I don't even know if you'd use him as a goal line back, but they didn't do anything in the off season that made me think they're going to change their game plan of just putting Josh Allen back in the shotgun, letting him throw the fucking rock. I mean, they got to the AFC championship. Why would they drastically change any of this? You throw an Emmanuel no, Sanders you- into the mix, which I think will help. And I think Zach Ertz ends up being on the bills, which will be a nice little you know, a guy that can maybe catch you four touchdowns, a uh, nice little red zone target for Josh Allen. And again, I'm I, Gabe Davis, a potential breakout season. Like they're right up there. I mean, you I, say, you say, uh, I mean, they threw it. Josh Allen was 55 of 88 in the red zone last year for, yeah. with 25 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and so, I think they can do more. Like I, I, I don't see them slowing down their throwing of the ball, the pace. You throw in the fact that they're going to be at home in front of a Bills crowd, yep. a Bills crowd that didn't really get to watch them in the AFC Championship run. I mean, there were limited fans for a couple of playoff games, but I think all that is uh, I'm super high on the Bills as a team and I think their offense is going to carry them again. Yeah, and that's the the story. They just had a lot of opportunity in the red zone. So whether he's throwing or passing, like he's he was involved in in 30 32 touchdowns in the red zone 7 rushing uh 25 passing so again it, you nailed it and again i i have him at 4 but they're all those those the, the top 4 quarterbacks for me they're all sitting there and, and what i would say probably i'm willing to start looking at in a season long in the 4th 5th round but you know like we discussed earlier guys like mahomes are going in the 3rd and it's 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 really hard to find a way to take him my number one guy Sean, Lamar Jackson. Mm. And but I feel like you correct me if I'm wrong. How many shares did you have of Lamar Jackson do you have? So I went underdog? back and looked. I ha- I have a couple. Um I think maybe one from a draft we've done we did on the air. Uh, you know what I it is? I feel like you're not you're not taking a bunch and this is why no. it's a fun exercise because you find certain blind spots. Well, and I think it's the same thing as Kyler when you when you start talking to me about you know what wh- how am I going to get someone ranked above Mahomes? That was the exercise. Like, will I take this guy or this guy? And when I look at what Lamar Jackson did in a year where he was bad, he wasn't great. Still, still put up all the rushing yards. Yeah, didn't still have a got great, a thousand rushing. Didn't yards. have a great passing season, and now you know bring in a legitimate first round receiver on the outside in Bateman. Bring in a professional in Sammy Watkins. You still have Hollywood Brown. Maybe that works out. Mark Andrews still there. Like, there's no reason this team isn't going to progress a little bit passing the ball, and he's still going to run the ball. Well, but, and and yeah, and and to even my past attempts that they were 32nd in the league. Like, I just don't see that. Even if they're t- they're 26 in the league, they were they were 36 by a lot. And yeah. granted, they're going to still be a team that runs, and, and some of that skewed because Lamar gets so many carries himself. It's kind of yeah. okay the difference will be is you're going to see him connect on some of those deep touchdowns and he wasn't last year. And all he has to do is connect on like three, three weeks. And it's, it, it, it bumps him up to where, you know, again, in a bad year, he averaged 23 points per game in a bad year. He was yeah. what? 10th overall uh, if total points. 
So to me, with his legs and honestly his his relative durability for a guy who like you know we heard it as soon as he came in, well he's gonna miss it. It's gonna be hard to play like that in the National Football League. I, I I think the last thing I'll say about Lamar Jackson, I think more than most of these guys, like he's on an offense that is optimized for him, and. I think there there are more versions than any other player where he's sitting atop the board at the end of the season because he's thrown for thirty touchdowns, he's taking care of the ball, and he's run the ball for a thousand yards once again, scoring ten touchdowns. Like that just feels like ten rushing, thirty passing touchdowns is very realistic. And if he does that and rushes for a thousand yards, it's no contest. Like I, I don't, there's only a couple players on this board that I think even get the volume opportunity to do that. So Lamar Jackson, I'm, you know, fading the, the regressions team. I will say this. Um, you will see me start to stack more Lamar Andrews mm. at that turn, maybe in the same, like the fifth, because Lamar Jackson is going lower than he should be. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I totally agree. So yeah, more stacks of Lamar needed. My number one, your starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Everyone's going to kill me for being a homer here, but Jalen hurts. Come on. Are you kidding me? This guy puts the team on his back. Ryan, he finished as the QB three from weeks 14 to 16, never less than 18 fantasy points in a game. He started including that um, debacle where they pulled him for Nate Sudfeld. Like even that game, which was an ugly game where they didn't start half their starting <laughs> offensive line, half their skill players. Yeah. He still put up 18 fantasy yeah. points. Like the um, the ability to run, his ability as a runner, his 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 willingness to run as a runner is just unprecedented. Um, he was on pace if the 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 plays he played in in twenty twenty. Sure, if you put them across a an entire season, he would have broke the rushing attempt record for quarterbacks in the NFL. I I don't think people. When I heard that said, even I was a bit surprised. People realize how much that guy was willing to run, and he is truly driven to succeed. I'll be shocked if he's not involved. I mean, it's you're like drafting a quarterback and a running back at the same time. Like I I don't think people realize how many carries he's going to get. I I yeah. I mean, I'm I I'm higher on Jalen Hurst than most. I I don't know if I I think he's going to end up as the number one guy too often. But I mean, for to your point. But again, I I don't do my rankings there. as if they're a simulation. I'm doing. I'm predicting what I think is going to happen in right. a particular. So just to make this clear, and you're high on the Eagles this year, right? Yeah. Okay. No, not. Thank on you the, for explaining. No, that to uh, me. on the on Jalen Hurts' fantasy ability. Yeah, in particular. I yeah, mean, I think you know you you nailed the 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 case for why the ceiling is super high. Uh, he he has he's taken he's he's rushed that many times. And maybe you think he can get to a thousand yards. If that's if that's the case, yeah. then yeah, he should absolutely be a, a in a top seventeen game season. I think he's going to flirt with a thousand yards. I really do. Ooh. Say um, that again, but stronger. So, because that's a good one. Jalen Hurts will rush for a hundred. Jalen Hurts will rush for a thousand yards in twenty twenty one. Lock it up, because you get seventeen games, and he's a guy if. Ryan, just can't you imagine the scenario? And again, I'm very skeptical about the Eagles' defense, uh, yep. in particular defensive backs. They're down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He drops back to pass. They're sitting back. The defense. There's going to be a giant plot of grass that you can pick up 25, 30 yards like nothing. I, 
uh, again, some of this is me being concerned about the Eagles defense. Like even um, you know, the couple of years where Wentz was playing well, I never I, you know, I never had him number one or top five. Cause he w- we're going to have to go back and check the tape. No, maybe top five, <laughs> but I was never like crazy w- wonky high on him. I never made him a number one fantasy football quarterback that I'm pretty sure of. Uh, he was a more willing runner in the scene season prior to the yeah. ACL and you know, knock on wood, Jalen hurts stays healthy. Obviously this prediction is based off that, but I, I, I think the uh, system's going to be ideal for him. And again, they're going to get a lot of easy stuff. He's going to get a lot of passing yards off the screen game. His his numbers will be padded with that. And again, you look at the red zone. The Eagles don't have a goal line back. I can't stress that enough. Uh, He, I think, in some situations, he will operate as the goal line back. If the Eagles get down the red zone, it's going to be either like Jalen Hurts to Goddard, Hurts on a boot. Um, Miles Sanders isn't a guy that like he's a guy that breaks big plays, but he's not a guy that usually they're not gets gonna a deploy ton him of, like that. They don't really and and that's maybe a weakness they have in their in their running back stable. I mean, even a guy like Kenny Gainwell, he's more of a pass catcher, but they don't have like a pound the pound the ball big uh running back guy that's definitely gonna get those carries. And that's why I even like those quarterbacks more. I mean, four starts and he had three rushing touchdowns. I, I think there's uh, I think he's going to get. Cl- I think he's going to get a thousand rushing yards and double-digit rushing touchdowns, and that's going to be enough to carry his passing, which he's not going to put up these gaudy numbers like an Allen, like a Mahomes. But I think those rushing numbers are going to be what carries him to number one. And last thing I'll say, uh, during that last four-game stretch of last year, he threw the ball 135 times, ran the ball 46 times. Yeah, that's a that's like a three to one ratio. Which if that if if that is sustained through the entire now this could be a little bit like guy hits a home two home runs in the first day of baseball and he's on pace for two uh, three hundred and twenty home runs there could be a little of that uh, here you know there are some outliers like eighteen carries versus the Saints uh, but I think as far as like a trajectory and a projection it certainly shows you what the ceiling could be yeah on third down and maybe Jalen Hurts' weakness so far is getting to that third or fourth read. And if you're having trouble finding that open third or fourth read, what do you do? You run the ball. So I, I think I hope so. That's, that's the thing where like, you don't galaxy brain it, right? Like, no. And, it, and it, he like, seems like the, the, the most promising thing and most, the most optimistic reason why I'm high on him as a quarterback and as a, as a fantasy guy, especially is like the dude is just kind of a winner. Um, game on the line, he's gonna figure out a way to do something, you know, from his whole history in college. And he takes to adversity well. He got benched. He wasn't a whiny bitch and asked to be traded. He's still stuck with Alabama. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think the ceiling is super high for Jalen Hurts. And, you know, making him the number one fantasy football quarterback, I do think he has the most points, but also, like, he is still undervalued overall, I think, in the market. Yeah. Tremendous value, Ryan. Let, let's go. I mean, look, maybe Nick Saban didn't agree. He thought Tua was better, but well, I mean, even in limited sample size, you can't say. It, would you honestly rather have Tua than Jalen Hurts? Obviously, I'm biased. Well, it's, right? su- it's super difficult. Um, what do you mean? It's easy. One no, guy- I mean, it's it's super difficult because I I again I think we may have seen like the brightest like 
there's a version where we saw the brightest Jalen Hurts is ever going to shine because him over processing and and not just being a one read and go or two read and go like maybe the, his youthful whatever like the the fact that he knew less caused him to be more of a game play like a player yeah and and maybe that's what fades away I, I don't know I I think right now obviously I've seen Jalen Hurts do things that Tua hasn't yet so. But I, I would love to see both of them play like eight, maybe even like sixteen games. But yeah, I mean, I'm ready to call it now. Give me Hurts over Tua any day, and that what that is less Tua, about that's less about Hurts. It's more about Tua sucking. What, what happens if Tua outscores Jalen Hurts this year in fantasy? Yeah. I mean, I'm not super tied to fantasy. If oh wow, what? if Hurts is no, I mean, I I would rather the team do well than you got it. If you said what happens if Jalen Hurts goes, you know, three and fourteen as a starter, I'll be super fucking pissed off. All right, let's do that. Um, so Jalen Hurts brings the Eagles to uh, eleven and seven. Eleven not, and six. Eleven, sorry, eleven and six. Not as the number one fantasy quarterback, or he he's the number one fantasy quarterback in a four and. T- 13, oh, come five on. and 12 seasons. This is a silly question. I'm a team first guy. Are you? Yeah. Okay. What have I, I'm not, what have I ever rooted for my fantasy right, above this? the Eagles? How, how about, You're talking about a guy. I don't this? have any Cowboys they're, on my list. Ca- I've never drafted a Dallas Cowboys. They, they go nine and eight, but don't make the playoffs. Okay. But two outscores him as a fantasy quarterback or they have a bad real year, but Jalen Hurts number one quarterback. Um, I would say, here's what I would say in that, in that particular where both, they don't make the play both scenarios. They don't make the playoffs. Their season is over. Yeah. I would select the season where Jalen hurts looks the best uh, because if he looks really good and then you have all those draft picks, then the franchise is in a better spot. So I like that. maybe you- in that situation, he looks really well and the defense really sucks, um, but he still looks awesome. If he's getting fantasy points, but looks sh- shitty. I don't want anything to do with them. Okay. Not rooting for that. Even if all. he rushes for a thousand yards. Oh, I mean, I'll definitely tout it. I'm definitely going to pu- <laughs> tell Dom to be like, Dom, dig up this clip where I said, uh, where I said, J- Jalen hurts is going to rush for a thousand yards. Jaylen. Definitely going to mention it. I'm going to tout it, but I'm not going to be happy about the uh, right. Sometimes Week 17 throbbing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, if they suck. I, and I'm right about her and I'm right at, at least about one thing, but yeah. at least someone on the team got something right. Exactly. <laughs> Ryan, you're talking a lot of smack for a team. You would uh, swear the giants were in the playoffs. They just the confidence. No, the that was me. That was, that was, that was me making fun of your, your wanting to be right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not talking smack about the Eagles, but you okay. did make Jalen Hurts the number one fantasy quarterback, and yes. we're gonna have a conversation about it. So no, I I'm again if he's not top five, I'll I'll eat crow. Um, but again, I think if you can get him uh, where you're drafting him right now, it's yeah. especially in best ball, it's it's a fucking sale. So, so when do you start considering Jalen Hurts? Fifth round, sixth round. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know his ADP off the top of my head, but um, I would say right now. I mean, especially in baseball. Yeah, I mean, it looks like most places he's end of the seventh round. Again, I I would uh, you know I would take him, I would take him at in the seventh round in like a best ball just so you get him. And again, maybe his maybe he ends up being a better best ball fantasy player because he'll just have. Maybe only have a couple outlier games. 
where, but also like the more I'm doing the best ball, the more I think that that's how you should be drafting your regular fantasy team. Cause these, these guys who are consistent that don't really have any spikes, the guys that just get you like seven points every week, they don't actually end up helping you win that much because when a guy has a spike week, he gets you that W another person. So the more I'm thinking about, the more like my best ball strategy and season long managed team should be the same well, kind of guys. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, not, it depends on, I guess, the format. Not all best balls are win loss per week, but no, I, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, even in the idea of like, you have a spiked week that helps you win your matchup in head to head fantasy, yeah. and it obviously it helps you compile points uh, long term. Yeah, I mean, I think the only the only difference is it, like sometimes certain positions it's nice to have stability because you might not you're gonna miss more often than not like yeah. like tight end for example right like that would be the of like premier versus anyway that's that a lot of t- did we might have spent more time talking about tight ends than quarterbacks that's okay we did t- we did tight ends we knocked out quarterbacks you just heard it uh, we got receivers coming up next. Of course, make sure you download the app. The SGPN app got some massive contests loading. Uh, you can exclusively enter them in the SGPN app and leave that app review. That's always awesome. Write out a little review there. And uh, every Monday, Merch Monday, picking a lucky review winner for some free SGP gear. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Best of luck, Sean. Hopefully, it's not four and 13. Kramer, let it ride.